let's start there this afternoon and permit me to refer back to my notes and go in and out so that I can stay with a flow. We're going to speak this afternoon. I'm going to refrain from preaching because I think that there is a message that the Lord wants to get across and he's been speaking it so powerfully through PT regarding idols. And we've had this conversation before actually last year. And the fact that the Lord is bringing it up again, you remember the scripture that um, when Joseph was uh, uh, interpreting Pharaoh's dream and he said that the Lord has showed it to him in two forms because it is settled in the heart of God about what he wants to do next. The conversation about wealth for this next nation or for the nation that's coming next, it is settled in the heart of God. So what does the Lord do? Let's begin to read Malachi chapter 3 this afternoon. He will sit. I feel like, okay, that's better. Okay, cool. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. It said he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. Before I even begin to continue about the purifier of silver, remember we started speaking about Haggai chapter 2 yesterday and eventually I'm going to get us there. But before he could give us any silver, he first has to sit. The position of sitting means there's no rush. The position of sitting means that God wants our attention. So he's been sitting on us with the word like this. Why? Because he's the purifier and he's going to refine us. The silver and gold already belongs to him. The moment we begin to start looking at those things and beginning to idolize them, what you're doing, you're taking yourself out of the weight and the, and the riches that he wants to give you in order to take over the nations. Please don't let me go ahead of myself this afternoon. So let's keep reading, Mom. He will purify the Levites. Yes. And refine them like gold and silver. He said he will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men yeah. who will bring offerings in righteousness. Yes. And the offerings of Judah and Jerusalem yeah. will be acceptable to the Lord. Okay. So the issue of idolism actually is it's, it contaminated our church. And it started off from Asian's path. The issue of idolism has been around for so long. And what it does, it destabilizes the order of God. It destabilizes and destructs the order and the flow that God has for his men. Do you know that when P.T. began to speak about the scarecrow, I began to consider idols have no such power at all. They don't have any power. But what they do, they expose you to spirits. They expose you to powers. So for example, if you see a scarecrow or if a crow sees a scarecrow, what spirit does it put in that scarecrow? Fear. But the scarecrow itself does not have any fear. But it introduces them and exposes them to the spirit of fear. Do you know idols carry no power? The only power is in the, is in the man or is in us as men. We give idols or we give things power. We give things value and relevance. And this is why they will begin to fight us back to, to some degree or contend back to, with us. You see, from the, from the ancient past, the Israelites, they started to create idols because it was things that they could see. They didn't want to serve a God they, they could not see. But what God was trying to say, don't put power in things. I've given you the power. He installed it into man, not into things. 
So what did he do? He began to sit on us as a refiner's fire. Why? Because he wanted to introduce us to the wealth that was inside of us. I think Pastor Daniel put it in the group chat. He said, this kind of word that we're hearing, it is clear that God wants to introduce us to a new level of wealth. And if he's going to introduce us to a new level of wealth, we've got to be sure that when wealth comes, we don't quickly spoil them on idols. We don't quickly spoil them on things. We don't get excited in the euphoria of having many because he says they already belong to you. The issue, and we started speaking about the multitudes and the crowds and God's disciples. The issue with the multitude, when God wanted to really treat his disciples, he would get them to sit. Matthew chapter 13 verse 2. Let's quickly read. I really want you to stay. This is not a preaching this afternoon. This is a conversation that I want to continue this afternoon with you all. Matthew 13 verse 2. Such large crowds gathered around him yes. that he got into a boat and sat in it yes. while all the people stood on the shore. You see, what God would do when he wants to deal with anyone, the same thing he did with Peter when he wanted to refine him and make him a fisher of man, he will first have to sit. The Bible says he sat on his boat. And he said large crowds were standing around. You see, the people that will stand around, they're not in a position to wait. They are impatient. They're ready to go. The fact that they were standing the same way you're sitting this afternoon, your position is that you're ready to hear something. If you're standing, it's almost like you're in a hurry. You're ready to go. So what did Jesus do? He sat so that he can share a message. And the people that had ears to hear were the ones that he could begin to fine tune and refine. Now that is what he's been doing with you and I, elite family. He's been sitting on us. All the word that you've been hearing is for a refining, is for a purifying. He's been sitting on your finances for the sake of a refining because he wants to make it like gold and silver. You've got to understand this refining. And so what does God do when, he, when, when we expose to riches? You know that he withholds certain riches from us for a while until he knows that we are ready. We've been sat on, incubated long enough to handle the kind of wealth he wants to give to us. It's like God is almost repeating himself in this season because he wants to be sure are these people ready. When he spoke to to, um, Haggai and I think it was Zechariah or whoever he spoke to um, in the book of Haggai, he said, are the remnant of people ready? He was checking for the few people that were left over to receive the weight and the glory of God. He didn't want to give it to everybody. Do you know that the nation family, you will be the next set of people that will carry the weight and the glory of God. But he's not going to do that because you ask of it. He wants to first check that you've been sat on the word long enough to be able to receive this weight. Because this weight comes with a price. This weight comes with the price of taking a nation. I hope you understand this. What idealism does, it takes you away from the focus of God. And it causes you to focus on things. 
please, can I just remind you, I can never be carried away with what I wear, you know. It can never be because I was in Primark. I was in the worst. There were times when I had money and I decided to sow it. There were times when I had things and I said I'll give that away. There were times when there was nothing. So I know what brokenness looks like. I know what not having looks like. So when things come, they do not define me. They can never define me, ever. And the moment that happens, God will begin to strip because he will realize that he didn't sit upon me long enough to understand those things that are now given to you, they are used as vehicles. Those are used as agents that you drive. They shouldn't drive you. Now let's read a man that that took on an idol and God left those people. There was a man called Achan, Joshua chapter 7. Let's read this afternoon. Joshua 7 verse 1. Yes. But the Israelites were unfaithful in regard to the devoted things. Yes. Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took some of them. So the Lord's anger burned against Israel. Yes. Now Joshua. Did you hear that? They took idols, so the Lord's anger burned against the children of Israel. Keep reading, Mark. Now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, yes. which is near Beth-Avon, to the east of Bethel, yeah. and told them, yeah. go up and spy out the region. Yeah. So the men went up and spied out Ai. Yeah. When they returned to Joshua, yeah. they said, mm. not all the army will have to go up against Ai. Send two or three thousand men to take it and do not weary the whole army. For only a few people lived there. So about three thousand went up. But they were rooted by the men of Ai, who killed about thirty-six of them. They chased the Israelites from the city gate as far as the stone quarries and struck them down on the slopes. So, but here what's happening, the Israelites were being dealt with. They were being defeated. Go on, keep reading. At this, Mm -hmm. the hearts of the people melted in fear and became like water. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord, remaining there till evening. Verse 13. Go. Sorry, verse 12. That is why the Israelites cannot stand against their enemies. Yes. They turn their backs and run because they have been made liable to destruction. Yes. I will not be with you anymore. Yes. Unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. Did you hear this? He said, I will not be with you anymore unless you destroy whatever among you is devoted to destruction. In other words, he's referring to idols that they have picked up along the way. God says you cannot carry me and carry idols. You cannot have me in your heart and have idols. You know, idolatry, BTS said it to us, is complete enmity between God and man. So if you're looking for God to wait to help you wage war and you have idols in your life, do you know that God says, let the idols take preeminence. Let me go until you're ready to fully be submerged with me. So these um, Israelites, they were about to go into battle. And God says, I cannot be with you. Why? Because there's destructive idols there that won't allow me to help you in the midst of this battle. Let's keep reading, Ma. Go. Consecrate the people. I told you on, on Thursday, we're in the middle of a war, guys. You know this. 
You know that. Let the world win battles. You focus on war or winning the war. And the way you win the war is by, is by, is by taking away the, taking out the things of the world and adding the things of God. So this is how the Lord was about to deal with them. Keep reading. Tell them. Yes. Consecrate yourselves in preparation for tomorrow. The best thing you can take into any battle or war, guys, is preparation. Your best preparation will be you carrying the things of God. Don't forget, PT said to us yesterday, think like God. Why? Because the force of God will enable you to have the same mind that created, the same ability that created the moon, the stars. So imagine you're going into war with that kind of mind. Are you not ready to take over? That is a prepared mind. Keep reading. Are you following this, guys? Okay, keep reading. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Yes. There are devoted things among you, in other, Israel. In other words, there are idols amongst you. You cannot stand against your enemies until you remove them. Jesus, there is no way you're going to take the nation unless you remove idols. And some of you, idols cannot be, in, it may not even be in things. I think we've limited it to the material stuff. So even when now, maybe all the ladies are going to hear, don't wear no makeup. And you're not going to wear no makeup for a while. Even the fact of not wearing makeup can become an idol. You can be then be thinking, oh, because of the way they're going to look at me, they're going to take me as a serious sister if I don't wear this makeup. The way they, they will look at me, they, you will know all these things are becoming idols. You know what? It's still flesh. It's still self. The first idol that any of us are going to deal with is self. Because many of us still haven't overcome self. Even to have fear is a form of self. Your lustings, your longing is self. And it becomes idolatry. It causes you to have enmity between you and God. When you start putting your own thoughts become before the thoughts of God, guess what? You've made an idol of your thoughts. When you start putting things like money is even too small because it's obvious. It's, you know, you, you even clothes and those are too obvious. You see, you want to distract it. I told you the other day, one of the tactics in warfare is that you want to distract your opponent with things that are not obvious. It's too obvious to say cars and finances and clothes. He knows that one will get you. But he can't see the depths of your heart. And some of you are still, or not you, some people are still dealing with fear. They're still dealing with flesh. The acceptance of man. So even when you hear certain things now, you will start changing your ways. That you didn't understand that there was a message behind what was being said. But in fact, you looked for the appreciation of the person that was saying it. Listen, I, let, me, let me just be honest with you guys so that you understand. I don't really care about anybody anymore, you know. Honestly, I don't care who you are, what your name is, what your t I don't care. Honestly, I don't. God will bear me witness. I don't even care what you think or feel towards me anymore. Why? Because I don't want that to be my idol because I can be so concerned about how pastor so-and-so thinks about me. How they're concerned about the way I dress or how the way I look or how my hair is. What is that your business? You've now, you've now put your insecurity on me and made your, your idol my idol. Do you understand how that works? You're looking at me and you're looking and you're thinking because that's your issue. You've now reflected your issue onto me. That's not my business. Don't make me fool based on your own fooling. 
Now Joshua here was saying, now you've made your issue, Achan, everybody else's issue. So if Leah here, Pastor Leah here, has an idol here, I hope you know the idol isn't just hers. The whole camp gets reflected with her idol. The Lord can't be in this house if he finds there be an idol. Do you remember when um, 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 Jacob was going to leave the house of Laban and Richie, she took her father's idol and she used the instrument of womanhood to disclose the idol. She used blood, the most atoning instrument, oh my God, to hide an idol, an idol. You've got to even begin to check the kind of things you're using to cover up your idols. You're covering up. No, but I've got to look this way because people need to see me as a pastor. This is the image that it's going to look like or this is the way I've got to speak, you know, because that's the way the, you know, you start using things and it can even almost look godly. But you know it yourself that this has become an idol. You can't sleep at night until you get that next designer. You can't go to bed tomorrow until the money is in your account. It's become idle. You know, even with the giving this month, I've been very quiet because I'm saying, Lord, I don't want to become, uh, I don't want to idolize money to give. Because you know what? That's still a given in flesh. It's no longer a love giving. It's no longer a spirit giving. You know, we can do those things. We can begin to so consume our mind with how do I get money that was more, it's become more than God. Remember, God says you cannot love God and money. He put them on the same pedestal of, as himself because he knows how quick it is for us to fall. Oh God. Fall into the trap. You see, Satan also has his own way, guys. When we started speaking about the way the other day, he said Satan also has his own way. But what scripture will begin to do, it will, be, it, will, it will show us the way. John 14 verse 6 says, I am the way. Do you know who was speaking there when Jesus was speaking? It was God. It was the same God that when Moses was about to go to Pharaoh, responded. Who should I say has sent me? Say that I am has sent you. In other words, tell them that the way has sent you. So what do idols do? Idols introduce you to another way. Let's finish reading this please, Ma, because this is very important. In the morning, yeah. present yourselves tribe by tribe. Yes. The tribe the Lord chooses shall come forward clan by clan. Yes. The clan the Lord chooses shall come forward family by family. Yes. And the family the Lord chooses shall come forward man by man. Yeah. Whoever is caught with the devoted things mm. shall be destroyed by fire. Yes. Along with all the all that belongs to him. Yeah. He has violated the covenant of the Lord. Jesus. So the the fact of carrying idols you violate the covenant of God. In other words, you destabilize the order of God. So idols are designed to destabilize the order of God's flow. Keep going, ma'am. And has done an outrageous thing in Israel. Yes. Early the next morning, yeah. Joshua had Israel come forward by tribes. Yes. And Judah was chosen. Yeah. The clans of Judah came forward. 
and the Zerahites were chosen. Yeah. He had the clan of the Zerahites come forward by families. Yeah. And Zimri was chosen. Yes. Joshua had his family come forward man by man. Yeah. And Achan, son of Carmi, the son of Zimri, yeah. the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah, yes. was chosen. Yeah. Then Joshua said to Achan, yes. My son, yes. give glory to the Lord, the God of Israel, yeah. and honor him. Yeah. Tell me what you have done. Do not hide it from me. Yes. Achan replied, It is true. I have sinned against the Lord. So we now discover what sin is. Remember we used to think that sin was going to go and meet a guy. Or going to go and meet a girl. Or, or holding money and things like this. Now we know our idolism. The things that we put before God is actually a sin. So yes, all of those things, going to meet this one and that one is still a sin. But if Minister Leah decides to put her job or raising finances before God, it's actually regarded as a sin before God. I don't even know if you understand how mad that is, you know. Of course we must raise finances. Of course we must push to reach targets. But the moment we start overwhelming ourselves... And we start getting in all manner of thoughts and feelings about money. And when you're sleeping, it's money. We wake up, it's money. And for me, I've got to speak this because it's something that I'm dealing with too. Then God says, you've got a new idol. He said, it's not even me anymore. I said, I wanted to give you my worship because I wanted you to give me your worship because in that money is there. Don't forget the gold and silver is mine already. What are you looking for? It's already in me. If you can find me, if you look, can locate me, if you can become one with me, the gold and the silver will belong to you. This is why I chose to sit on you as the refiner's fire, the refiner of silver and gold. <laughs> if I can refine you like silver and gold, what you will begin to produce is what? Silver and gold. So why are you looking for the things that are already embedded in you? Why are you going to search like the world searches for the things that I've already freely given to you? He said, it is true, I have sinned against the Lord, the God of Israel. This is what I have done. Yes. When I saw in the plunder a beautiful robe. Oh my God. He said, when I saw in the plunder a beautiful robe. Do you not go and see some things? Can I tell you something here? The reason why, listen, Jake, Joseph would have never been able to go into Egypt and take it over if he took on the ornament of his father. No, it was an idol. It was an idol. He would have never been able to become the economist we speak of today. He would have never become the dreamer or the effectiveness of the dreamer that we speak of today if he carried the robe. David would have never have been the effective if he took on Saul's garment because all of these things were idols. He said he saw the beauty of it. Look at the things that attract you today. Look at the things that entice you today. How do you leave your house to go and meet a guy? There was an ornament. There was a beauty of a robe or a thing. Let's use the robe as a thing. 
that you have seen and it enticed you. And for many of you, when you're going to meet that guy, that girl, whoever you're going to meet, you know something in your spirit is not feeling this. But you're still going because flesh is so strong. Flesh is so strong because you didn't let the Lord sit on you and refine you. That's why he brought you to the house. Some weeks back, I started speaking about stay at home. Why did I say stay at home? It's because the Lord wants to sit on you and refine you. So by the time that you open your front door, when you leave, what people will see is a refined man, a refined woman, full of gold and silver. The things of the world won't entice you. Why am I speaking about guy and girl? Holy Spirit, tell me why. Maybe for someone that's going to convict you, I don't know. But you're carrying things that are worth much. You see, PT said we're going to start speaking about the glory and the weight. Do you know that weight is not something that we are hoping for? It's living in you. It's all over you. Trying to express itself through you and you're freely going to give yourself. When I saw in the plunder a beautiful robe from Babylonia, from the world, from the systems, 200 shekels of silver yes and a bar of gold weighing 50 shekels look at this I coveted them and I coveted them. them and took them please can you find the definition of covet please ma'am and then can you or somebody else also find the definition of idol very important stuff because God wants to treat the things that covet you in your heart when you look at a brother or sister or forget even looking at a brother and sister even covet yourself sometimes you can even look at yourself come and sit here my darling come forward that's fine sometimes you can even covet yourself and you don't even know what it is but you know that there's a weightier man inside of you but you don't know how to get it out so what you start doing is adorning yourself with the things that you think that that man inside of you is worth Let's keep reading, Mark. Covet. Covet. To desire or wish for. To desire. Guys, girls, listen to me. Have you not desired before? No, no, have you desired? Uh -huh. You've desired, right? And in your desire, is it like nothing in your way of that desire? Have you seen that before? Like, mm -mm. If I'm, you, don't, you don't even know God exists anymore when you have desire. You forget him when you have desire. It's like, God, you've got to, I don't even know how to spell G-O-D. All your head is thinking is this desire. I just want it just now, now, now. I've got to have it. Do you know that's the, the, the Satan's playing field? He knows the desires. Remember how P.T. started? He said man is designed to have needs and, and wants. It's your desires. If you can plug your desires to the things of God, guys. Now that's very difficult because the things of God don't look exciting at times. It doesn't look very pleasurable at times. It looks better to stand out in the crowd than it is to sit down in the house. Isn't it? Yeah. So what happens the desire? Keep reading, Ma. To desire or wish for. Or wish for. With Do you know the world is so wicked? Do you know that even when you're shopping online, they will have a wish basket? And you won't sleep until that wish basket is met. It will, thank you. Pastor Domi Silla said, that's why I know she's been doing it. They will, and when you don't have money, it's even worse. Because you're hoping for. They will have a wish list 
on the thing and they will send you a reminder, hey, Nikki, remember in your basket that there's a thing that you wanted. It will stir up the desires of you. It will begin to fan to flame the desires that are in your heart. And guess what? The appetite for the things of God begins to slowly dwindle. Your appetite to wanting to know more. Your appetite to wanting to take nations get limited by your desires of the flesh. Then God says, I can't use them right now. Then God says, I can't bring victory on these people. Because they've devoted themselves to other gods. They've devoted themselves to other things of lesser value. Oh God. Keep reading. To desire or wish for. Yeah. With eagerness. With eag- oh my God. Do you hear this? It says with eagerness. Have you heard eager? Do you remember Elijah's eager prayer? So imagine the same eagerness you're desiring. Prayer and word. Oh my Jesus. A powerful word and prayer, yet you left to go and meet somebody. Your desire is strong. This is why we've been praying, Lord, kill the flesh man. Because the desire of the flesh man can be so strong that it can even overwhelm the spirit man, even though the spirit man is stronger. Do you understand this? They're in constant contention. Now, when you find something that's now you're coveting with, what you're doing is legitimizing the flesh man. You give him power, not that he has power, but you, because you're powerful, you give him that power. So there's no idol that carries any power, you know. It is you that fuels the idol with power. It is you that will give Fendi power. Fendi has no power. And you know how bad it gets. These idols even come with their own logos. They want you to be printed on them. They want you to have the Gucci on your neck, the Louis on your eye. And some of you will say, well, Pastor Nikki, didn't you wear the Fendi the other day? No, I wore it. It didn't wear me. Don't get confused. Don't get confused. I'm very quick to pass my things away, you know. The Palm Angels tracks you. already said, Hannah, this is yours. You take it. Yes, it could be hanging in my wardrobe, so, but you have that. That's 600 pounds though. Because if I, was part, I don't even know what it is. I worry not even understanding the, the, the effectiveness. If I ever tell you how we even found out about this suit, you will even condemn me. So I, let me just tell you. God is Fendi to me. There was times I used to borrow past Crystal's clothes to wear to service. So what is Fendi? There was times I used to borrow Pastor Lucy's clothes to service. What is Fendi? What is Gucci and what is Louis? Please don't ever look at me and define me by those things. Ever. That's not me. That's not how I was made. You saw my making. You saw my roughage. You saw when I was living on people's floors. Desire. Keep going. To desire earnestly. Yeah. To obtain or possess. I love this. Come on, come on. Covet earnestly. The to, you see, it says put, to, put, to obtain or possess. You know, idols can become your possession. And you know, to the possession that becomes obsession. Have you ever seen that? A possession that becomes obsession. <laughs> Somebody messaged me yesterday, the other day. And... This person came to me crying, saying that they wanted a certain thing. Or they wanted something back. And because they can't have that possession back, 
they're now taking another fight. Now they're saying, this person owes me money. I want the money back. You know it's not the money. You see, you see the person, they've made an idol. Any means. Have you, <laughs> have you been in a relationship with a guy or a girl? And you broke up with them and they left their umbrella with you. And you keep messaging them and say, I've got your umbrella though. You, when are you coming to me? When should, I, when should I drop it? It's not the umbrella. You didn't even know it was there until you remembered it was there. It is the person that you've idolized. So I looked at the lady and I didn't even respond to the message. I said, because you're evil. You are, you are a demon. You are a foul devil. Because you've made this person your idol. Because the person decided not to make you an idol. You see, idols will find their way to make sure that you idolize them, you know. Don't forget, it is a pursuit. They are looking to pursue you. Keep reading, please, Mark. Idol. Yeah. Have you finished the covet, yeah? You understand this covet, guys. You understand the desire. So the next time you look at your phone and that guy or girl messages you, guys, guys, it is idolism. The kind of idolism that is sending you, is, is that, it's not even sending you to hell. It's allowing you to experience hell here on earth because you'll be tormented as you sleep. You will be tormented. Oh, media team, you are so amazing. This is so perfect. Um, you'll be tormented as you sleep at night. You will say things like, even service. Service will begin to become an issue for you. Idol. An image. A person. I love this. Can you see this? It says an idol. An image. It is first an image. The, the reason why it's got to be an image is because everything is calling us to becoming the image of God. So what Satan wants to do, again, is to distort the image so that you can focus on the thing that he puts before you. You don't understand that. What Satan wants to do is distort image because everything that we are doing here on earth is calling us back into the image of God. But once he's presented another image to you and that looks more tantalizing, it looks more exciting, guess what you do? You start following that image. You start looking at that image. You start idolizing that image without you even realizing it's become an idol. That's the evil about idolism, you know. You don't know it until you're being introduced to it. Listen, you can't deal with idolism until you accept that you've got an idol. Because you wouldn't know. And that's not because I've told you. I can't go to Hannah and say, Hannah, your idol is um, beauty lab. No, 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 no. She's got to bear witness with it. Otherwise, guess what I'm doing? I'm reflecting what I see. I'm making it her idol. Guess what I've just done? I've expired, I exposed her to a new realm of idolism. Tomorrow she's going to start idolism beauty lab. She wakes up. Do you remember the scripture in um, Songs of Solomon? Do not awake love until it yet desires. Do you know what you do at times? Sometimes you awake some things that were never even opened because you, 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 you didn't even know you've wake, woken that thing up. It was there dormant, quiet, not paying anybody mind, but you woke it up because you went there to inquire. You started coveting. An image, form or representation. A person loved... No, no, this is not the one I'm seeing here. It says, an image, 
an image. Is this no Webster? No, it can't be. This is no Webster. Okay, okay, go on. An image. Yeah. Form or representation, usually, usually of a man or other animal. Yeah. Consecrated as an object of worship. Do you see this? Consecrated as an object of worship. It becomes worship. So we used to think worship is what we do with the choir. Lord, I give you all my worship. I'll give you all. She's sleeping. No worries. Uh-huh. So we used to think this was worship. Is anything you put, I'm, let me not go ahead of myself because there's a beautiful definition here somewhere. Idols, go on. A pagan deity. A pagan deity. Idols are usually statues or images. Yes. Carved out of wood or stone. Yep. A person loved and honored to adoration. You're just skipping things. Or formed of metal and particular silver or gold. How could you skip that, sis? So important. Particularly silver or gold gold so you've made idol of the thing that the lord is actually refining you of how or refining you for because that's what is you the gods of the nations are idols an image but number three a person loved and honored to adoration uh-huh and this is why pt will begin to, to say to us it can't be pt that you overly love it's got to be the message if you miss the message, you wouldn't even understand the person. You'll be looking, you, you're just, he's just as bad as Beyonce. Oh God. He's just, you put him in the same category as Beyonce. You can't even do that with a P. Nikki or a P. Sam or whoever. You can't, you, when you do that and you don't understand what they're saying. Even Beyonce has her own message, you know. If you don't understand this message, you'll be idolizing this person in the same statue as the world does a man. You'll be given to him and as he said, you'll be given it to him and eventually he will try and get an office that he probably won't get to fund you and put you in but it was never that. Understand the message. The message that PT has come to give to us is a nation taking message and if I get caught up with that man or what he thinks or feels towards me as a person, guess what? I completely remove myself from what God is doing in this nation. I just become another Christian, another statistic, another number. In fact, I'm not even a Christian. I'm just as good as the world standards. We're speaking this afternoon, but we're speaking on a basis because we're about to get into that Haggai chapter 2 that speaks about the shaking, that speaks about the silver and gold, and what is expected of you as nationals. The things of the world that entices many people cannot entice you. The minute you're still getting caught up with the things that you were dealing with in the past is because you didn't allow the Lord to sit on you long enough. I don't care if you're living in a trap house. I don't care if you are the trap house. You better let that house sit on you. So when your leaders are giving word, what they're doing is purifying and refining you. They're trying to introduce and expose to you the silver and gold that lives on the inside of you. So when you go out and meet these men that are looking for that silver and gold in you, they will meet a man that's been refined. You won't quickly pass your cast your pearls to swine. Know your value. Know your worth. Stop putting them in idols. Stop putting them in mere men reading this idealism and then we're going to go back to Joshua anything on which we set our affections yes 
that to which we indulge anything you put, you set your affections yes that to which we indulge yeah. an excessive and sinful attachment yes this is a sinful attachment keep reading an idol is anything which usurps the place of God ah. in the heart of his rational creatures read that again please an idol is anything uh-huh. which usurps the excuse place me it didn't say one thing it says anything that what that which usurps the place of God is that usurps uh-huh that usurps do you know another word for usurp it takes away go on in the heart of his rational creatures uh-huh a representation I think that one is better anything that usurps let me let me see it please anything that usurps the place of God in the hearts of his rational creature that is so deep I pray you can put that in your notes somewhere. An idol is anything. Please, you've got to stress that anything which usurps the place of God in the hearts of his rational creatures. In other words, if we reckon ourselves as sons and daughters, then we are these rational creatures he's referring to. to Joshua let's go back Joshua 7 21 yes when I saw in the plunder yes a beautiful robe from Babylonia yeah. 200 shekels of silver yeah. and a bar of gold weighing 50 Can you shekels. see all of this these are all things they're all things yes I coveted them you're gonna I have to read a bit more faster and more powerfully go up I coveted them and yeah. took them and took them they are hidden in the ground inside my tent Do you know what's even worse the fact that he hid them in the ground you know the ground is where everywhere the Lord wants to bury and rise things from so God will always know when you bury things and hide things he's the master planner of burying he's the one that buried himself so of course he's gonna know what you've buried so in other words what this acorn did what this Achan did, the representation of death to life, he now put in the idol in the position of. He wanted to bury this thing to bring it to life in its own time. That was his own representation of God. The God as we know it, the God as we serve, we know his death and burial was for the sake of our life, was for the sake of the nation's life, was for a global takeover. But this Achan, what idolism does, it gives you a selfish ambition, a selfish drive to begin to bury the things that were supposed to be buried in you because that is who you are and want to make you become something of eventually. What Achan would have done would begin to spend this on his family and himself eventually, you know. He wasn't going to share it with the rest of everybody else. He said, I took them. I coveted. I took them. They are hidden in the ground inside my tent with the silver underneath. So Joshua sent messengers uh-huh. and they ran to the tent. Yes. And there it was hidden in his tent. Yes. With the silver underneath. Good. They took the things from the tent, brought them to Joshua and all the Israelites. Yes. And spread them out before If the I were Lord. you this afternoon, if there's any idol in my life, I will spread them out and bring them before the Lord. Because these are the things that are obstructing us to wage the kind of war that heaven wants to wage. I told you, what God is 
looking for his man. When he's looking for his man, he's looking for the man that he can say that this person will be a dangerous instrument to the kingdom of hell. So when he's looking and sifting for his men, he wants to be sure that if he's going to wage war, that he's waging war with the right person. How dare God begin to wage war with you when you've coveted other things before him? When you've put other idols before him, he says, I can't use you in the midst of the war. I told you this the other day when we were speaking about discipleship. When he looks for his man, he's looking for the man he can rely on, the man that he can trust to begin to wage war. Now, he found a liability here. This is the liability that would not allow them. Or in fact, the liability that was allowing them to be overtaken. The Israelites were being beaten here. They were being killed here because of man and his idol. Because of a man and his God. This is why you were hearing scriptures. People like Joseph would say, the God of my father, the God of this, to be clear, it is the God of gods. Keep reading, please, ma'am. Then Joshua, yes. together with all Israel, yeah. took Achan, son of Zerah, yeah. the silver, yeah. the robe, yeah. the gold bar, his sons and daughters, yes. his cattle, yeah. donkeys, and sheep, his tent, and all that he had to the valley of Achan. Yeah. Joshua said, why have you brought this trouble on us? Yeah. The Lord will bring trouble on you today. Then all Israel stoned him. And after they had stoned the rest, they burnt them. Yeah. Over Achan, they heaped up a large pile of rocks, yeah. which remains to this day. Look at the end of somebody's life based on idolism. I needed you to see this, guys. And I hope you've clocked something from it. Some of you, there's people that are still worshipping God, but they've already been judged. They've already been stoned. Because God says, this one is coveted against me. And not to say that the things that you even covet are bad. Because silver is good. It is right to have those things. But when you've put them before God, the same way Ananias and Sapphira did. The moment you put those things before God, God says, I can't use you. I can't take you into war. I can't take you into battle. And why is it so heavy on God's heart to deal with so people, those people so harshly because he sat on them the sitting of a man Pastor George the sitting of a man is so that the God can concentrate his teaching on them God can concentrate his message on them God can concentrate his idea on them and so when a man that's been sat on like this and concentrated on like this begins to covet what God does is says listen I manufactured you how did you begin to get this formed do you know what happens when you go through the process of getting a product out they will check if the process is, um, if the product is working right they will take it through its testing phase he will take it through its testing phase he will impute his idea on that product. He will impute his idea on that thing, on that creation. And then he will take it out for testing. He will be sure that this is not a faulty instrument. And when he decides or sees that it's faulty, guess what they do? Do away with the item. It can't be sold. It can't be given away because that's not the representation of the mind of the creator of that product, project or that project. So look at yourselves as God's project. The minute that you look at things that are not of Him, you defile yourself and take yourself out of the things that belong to you rightly.
say this any better. When God called the disciples to himself, he was intentional about what he was doing with them. He was teaching. He was imputing. He was filling them with the knowledge of himself. He was in fact imputing them with the message of the kingdom. He was filling them so much with this message of the kingdom so that when they're ready to go out, you remember, uh, I really hope you do listen back to the word that was given on, um, I think it was Thursday evening or Wednesday evening when we spoke about discipleship because there's things in there that I think that were quite deep that you needed. They were so simple. Like today is very simple also. They were so simple, but they were so necessary, not deep, necessary. For where we are going. When he calls him, the disciples to himself, he calls them so that they may be with him. I think that's Matthew chapter 10. Then when they are with him, he begins to teach them the message of the kingdom. The same way Peter will call us to himself so he can get, begin to impute the message of the kingdom. It's never the message of PT. It's always the message of Christ. And for a while you may get it wrong. You may get tantalized because he's so amazing. He's so powerful. Jesus is so good. It was never about the miracles. It was never about preaching, in fact. It was about carrying a message. No wonder why Jesus would go around and say, do not say anything about this, this miracle. Keep it between you and I because it was never about that. He came on a mission. So he was looking for the men and women that he could use to be dangerous instruments to the kingdom of hell. So how did you pick up these things along the way? How did we begin to covet these things along the way? Your lustings, your desires is still an issue of deep issues. So this is why God says he has to do another shaking. When God shakes, he shakes to do a few things. He shakes to remove, but he also shakes to test the firmitude or the, 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 up, not the uprightness, the sturdiness of the foundation. Remember we spoke about the one that built on the house and the, I mean, on the, on the rock and on the sand. When the rain came and the wind came, the house still stood. He's checking the foundation. Are you with me, Josh? Okay. Where are we reading? What other scriptures did I give to you today, Mark? Let's try Jeremiah 16. This is one of the scriptures that I gave today. Jeremiah 16, 16. But now I will send for many fishermen, declares the Lord, and they will catch them. After that, I will send for many hunters, and they will hunt them down on every mountain and hill, yep. and from the crevices of the rocks. Yep. My eyes are, are, are on all their ways. Yep. They are not hidden from me, nor is their sin concealed from my eyes. Yep. I will repay them double for their wickedness and their sin. Yep. 
because they have defiled my land with the lifeless forms of their vile images. They have defiled my land with lifeless forms and their vile images. Please, I want you to note the fact that idols do not carry power. You do. Please. You're the one giving your power away. You're leaking power to formless or yeah, to, 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 to lifeless forms and their vile images. You're the one leaking your power. Do you understand that? You are leaking your power. They don't have idols. Remember the day that God, that, um, uh, that Elijah was going to, uh, uh, um, um, he wanted to prove God. And he confronted the idols of Baal. And he said, he, he got all the idols of Baal to line up. And he said, okay, if your God is real, let it consume this thing with fire. But none of the idols could do it. But when Elijah's God came, it quickly consumed the thing with fire. In other words, it was saying they have, no, they have no power. They have nothing. So stop trying to fuel things that have no form. The, the guys that you're going to meet, the girl you're going to meet, the money that you think you have, stop giving it value. The value you're supposed to give to God. The value you're supposed to give in nation taking is what you're putting into these forms that have no value. They defile the land of God. We're delaying. We are shortening or we're prolonging the coming of God, the glory of God by putting these things ahead of him. So please, before you pick up your phone to call that guy next time, just think of your glory. Think of the weight that's in you. Think of the power that you're carrying. Think of the silver and gold that God wants to give to us that you're limiting because you're putting it into something else. Your value. Some of you to even sit down with the word you can't do. You've got ants in your pants. You always want to be everywhere. You always want to be out and about. You want to see what's happening in the world. You just want to be there. You, you know, you're someone that doesn't have an idol. You're just looking for one. You're looking for it in many things. You always want to be around. You're not focused. You've not been concentrated on. God was quite trying to consecrate you and concentrate himself on you. But you're like, have you tried to, have you tried to, um, try to get an ant and it's moving? And it, you're trying to get the ant. You're trying to sit on this, but it's still moving around. That's, it's almost like that's what God is doing with some of us at times. Trying to get our attention. And this is why I hope you didn't miss it a week back when he said Satan is after your focus. When you can be focused. God is saying in that focus I can begin to teach you that the only thing that you should have focus in is in me. Based on that everything your heart is desiring and longing for you will have it. And you will have it in abundance. Even your businesses. Some of you are grinding hell to skelter and you're wondering why it's not resourceful because you've put it before God. <laughs> you've put it before God. He knows that you don't sleep at night without thinking about that thing. You don't wake up in the morning without thinking about that thing. You don't put it in the hands of God. Lord, this business belongs to you. And he says, I'm sorry, I'm not in that business. That's why you won't see any fruit. Because the fruit of any man that's following God or the expression of any man that's truly following God will be fruit. So why is the business not fruitful? Because God ain't in it. 
It became your idol. And you can even say, God gave me this business. No, he didn't. You gave it to yourself because that was your desire. Please finish, Mark. They have defiled my land with the lifeless forms of their vile images. Yes. And have filled my inheritance with their detestable idols. You see this? He says, you have filled my inheritance with detestable idols. Oh my God. What is the inheritance? Sir, the nations. Isn't it? You've filled my inheritance. Because what did God say he's going to give to us? I'm going to give you the nations. You've filled my inheritance with detestable idols. You've given them another God. The very thing I'm trying to call them out of, you're calling them into. Keep reading, Mark. Lord, Lord, my strength and my fortress, yes, my refuge in time of distress, yeah. To you, the nations will come, yeah, from the ends of the earth and say, yes, our ancestors possessed nothing but false gods, yes, worthless idols that did them no good, that did them no good. Do people make their own gods? Yes, yes, yeah, but they are not gods, but they are not gods. Do me people make their own gods? Yes, they do. We do it every day. For some people, even this pulpit can become a god. I just want to quickly preach. It's never about the preaching hat. It's never about how well you pray. It's not even about how good you know word, you know. That's not one of the things God is going to check when you get to heaven. He wants to know how much of me you were infused with. This is why I started today when we were praying. I said, what an honor, what a privilege to be filled with this life-giving spirit that we have. Because that's the true treasure. That is the true thing that we should begin to thank God and worship him for. Not the things that are byproducts of having that spirit. That's what we are celebrating. Anything that you cannot commit to God has been given up as an idol. If I can't open up my bank account and empty it for him, then it's become my idol. If I can't even give my bedroom, guys, my bedroom to God's people, then it becomes my idol. Even though I don't like it, God knows I don't. But it becomes my idol. So he says, you're going to have to open it. In fact, just let me even test. Let me bring Lola. Let me test if that your room is your idol. Let me bring Lola. And she also has an idol called snoring. Let me bring them and let me see if you agree. They don't mind me saying that because you understand that. Power. I don't even think it's her. I don't think she even snores naturally. But I think God is using it to deal with me. How long I be up till five in the morning? Thank you. I want to know you more. I surrender. <laughs> he's checking daily that Fendi dress was Nikki that Fendi shoe was Nikki if so and so asked her can you give it away they were looking for a dress for a lot of kind of saying no you can't give that away <laughs> there was a dress they're looking for Lola's birthday said, why are you going to buy a dress I'm just going to take one and put them on and take it the tag is still on it everything is still on it take it Sis, did I not give it to you though? A 
well, I'm not after your body's video. I'm not going to go and put my body back. What is that? <laughs> Sharing each other's <laughs> stuff. No way. No way. Just check it. People make their own gods. I can't even begin to get into the types of gods that we make, that we make for ourselves unknowingly. Some of you, your computers become your god. You're there from 8 in the morning till 11 at night. It's your god. And you'll think that you're doing it for God. You will even say, I'm trying to find new ways for Christmas. This is your god. Lost you, seven, not you, seven, don't worry. Clement, not you, I don't know. Is, is that him in the house? Oh, okay, so they've exposed you. Clement does that in the house, that's fine. But some of you, God is trying to let you take over media properly, but your idol is, I want to be accepted by this person, so I want to be there all the time. I don't even know how to even put that into better words. Tonight is, this afternoon is just a conversation. It's a talk. I want you to begin to look at these things. Why? Because like I said, if God wants to give us wealth, if he wants to impute the kind of wealth that I know he can impute in us, he's got to be sure I'm giving it to trustworthy people. I'm giving it to people that is not, they're not going to end up making it their idols. I remember when one of your sisters, she got a large sum of money. If I was her, I would have gone, not that if I was her, I would have gone and done this, that and the other. The first thing she did was so if she had a little changeover, I still watched her so and so and so till there was nothing left. And for a very long time, it may look like she doesn't have anything. God has said, that's exactly where I need you to be. Because I want to see. I want to test your resolve. Because you will never have a resolve to feed if there was not a resolve. I told you, without seed, there would even be no resolve to feed. There will be no resolve to feed. So you can shout those titles, eh, hey, hey, the resolve to be, hey, if you got seed though. Or did you eat? Some of the idols, they eat themselves. You, you've eaten the idol. You've consumed it. Matthew chapter 19. Let's look at this man very quickly. I think from verse 16. Let's do that and then we're going to close with Haggai chapter 2. a man yep. just then a man came up to Jesus and asked yes teacher what good thing must I do to get eternal life okay why do you ask me about what is good yeah Jesus replied there is only one who is good yeah if you want to enter life yes keep the commandments yeah which one? Do you know what was quite interesting? If you go back a little bit, he said, if you want to enter life, keep the commandments. He asked for eternal life. He said, what must I do to get eternal life? But then Jesus' response is because he already knew that this guy does not, no, you're not bargaining with eternal life. That one is complete death. He said, this is what you do if you want to enter life. Just keep the commandments. Because that's what the one you can manage. That's the one you can handle. 
the conversation of eternal life, guess what? You can't go to God with. He has to come to you with. Because he will know that you're ready for that. You can't go to God and say, Lord, I'm ready for eternal life. That's even you proving that you're not ready. Because guess what? Eternal life will just happen to you. So Jesus responds with that, let me just tell you what you need to do to enter life. Because those were not even the commandments that he really left us with. He only left us with love your neighbor and love yourself. But listen to the commandments that he gives to him. Listen. Jesus replied, yeah? you shall not murder. Yes. You shall not commit adultery. Is this not Moses' law? The one that he was doing away with? He said, this is the only life you can manage because I've checked your heart. I've checked your resolve. I know you. You're an idol worshiper. There's no way you can enter eternal life, but this is the way you enter the life. <laughs> Keep going. You shall not steal. Yes. You shall not give false testimony. Yeah. Honor your father and mother. Yes. And love your neighbor as well. Yes. As yourself. Mm -hmm. All these I have kept, the young man said. So this guy was a good guy. He kept all of these commandments. What yes. do I still lack? Uh-huh. Jesus answered. Yeah. If you want to be perfect, yes. go, sell your possessions and give to the poor. Yeah. And you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. You see what God is asking for. He was saying, give me your idols. Give me the things you've put above me. If you can do that, then come follow me. Not even that you're going to get eternal life. Then you will be allowed to follow me. So before anybody can even get into eternal life, there's got to be a following. <laughs> so he said, go and sell it all. This is why at the end of the month, we go and give all. Because what giving our all is, allows us to go and follow. The following will allow us then to say... What happens after we begin to follow, then God will call us to himself. Then when he calls us to himself, he will do the Malachi chapter 3. He will begin to sit on us and refine us and purify us like gold and silver. Do you remember? This is why when Jesus would send his disciples out, he would say, take nothing with you. Take no gold, no silver. Why? Because he reckoned them as the gold and the silver. He said, don't take those things with you because those are the things that man equates to value. But the value you have is already on the inside of you. If you take those things, you will make, you'll become the idol of the nations you're going to. So even when God calls us to the nation, he's not going to call us with things. He's going to call us as we are in him. This is why P.T. will have to preach like this. A P. Sam will have to preach the way he does. A P. Nikki, a P. Damian, whoever have to preach the way they do. Because what God wants is that when we go out, we're not going with things. We're going out as the message. Because when we went with things before, the world got carried away with those things and made them the idols. They made miracles the idols. They made the finances the idols. Now God says, make the message your all in all. Make the kingdom your everything. He says, go sell your possessions and give them to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. In other words, exchange. Let me give you a higher dimension of wealth. This is what the Lord is about to introduce us into now. Give us, give me all your possessions so I can introduce you to a higher level of wealth, a higher level of finances. It's called the weight. It's called the glory of God. And this glory will be felt throughout the whole nation, throughout the whole land, from Nigeria to Ghana, from Africa from wherever it's going to be felt because they will feel you he says then come follow me 
When the young man heard this, when he heard this, he went away sad <laughs> because he had great wealth. Because he had great wealth. Anything you can't get rid of, you don't have. You don't have it. So I had to let go of finances for a while, you know. Because I realized I don't have it. But the minute I gave it away, it clocked. I have this. And if you can give it to some people, you will have those people too. saying to this guy, if you can give your wealth to these poor, you will have them. And you will never lack. Because if you give them your riches, they in turn will supply you back. This is what Jesus was doing when he was dealing with the crowds. He was giving them his wealth in exchange for their poverty. In their poverty, these people will come back and make Jesus visible. I don't know if you heard me. You'll get that later, maybe. Have you finished there? Then Jesus said to his disciples, Yes. Truly I tell you, Yes. It is hard for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Again, I told you, Yeah. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle yeah. than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. This is why God says just give all. Because it will be very difficult when you start harboring stuff. You will start, I, have you, listen guys, don't lie to me as well when I ask you this. Don't lie to me please when I ask you this. For some of you, when you've had certain money in your account, don't lie. Every two hours, you'll check if the money's still there. Have you had that? Time their money dropped in my account. Time money dropped. Every hour on the hour, I would check. Is it still there? And then even when I spent one pound of it, it became an idol. This device was, it, it, I would just, I would even go to the cash point just to check if it, and I would even step to the side and look for the person behind me to see. <laughs> I used to do that when I was in cash point. When they do their balances, so I used to move a little bit. You know, print the receipt and leave the receipt there. Idol! I do. And I'll leave a cup back and say, oh, did I leave my receipt here? They've already checked it and they're probably going, 1K, you know. Ah, I know many of you have done that. It became idle. It's better to get rid because, listen, when you know there's zero in your account, you ain't checking for anything. You ain't checking. Some of you don't even have an account anymore because there's zero there. That's why God says, give it all up. Because it will be very difficult because guess what your focus has become? This account. What's in that account? You've made it your God. That is now your prized possession. When God was saying, I wanted you to be the prized possession to the nation. I wanted you to be the bank account. I wanted people to see you and see the glory of God. Instead, you've made the byproduct of the things that I've given to you more weighty put more value on them than I've actually given to you. 
So really you've diminished God by putting value on those things. Finish reading this and let's go to Haggai chapter 2 so that we can close this afternoon. When the disciples heard this. When they heard this. They were greatly astonished and asked. Yes. Who then can be saved? Mm. Jesus looked at them and said. Yeah. With man this is impossible. With man. With flesh. It is impossible. But with God. All things are possible. But with God, all things are possible. The possibility of you becoming the best in um, child education or child um, elevation, whatever it is you're doing. Guess where it is? It's in God. It's not in man. Sister, can I even tell you? It's not even in your flyers that you post on Instagram. Never. It can never be. Never, ever, ever, ever. It is with God. If you can spend more time laboring in the spirit, worshiping, singing the new songs like we heard today, worshiping God, God says, I'm going to make it possible now because she's prioritized me. When she started sitting there, oh, um, this is the flyer for today. This is everybody post this and like this. You know, when you guys do that, I laugh sometimes. Even though me too, I'll go and like, but I'm thinking you ain't got it yet. You ain't clocked it. It's more than me going to like this thing. Does God like this thing? Because if God doesn't like it, you will end up making it an idol and force him to like it. That's what you know we do that many times. We force God. We force the hand of God into things. We even try to, if we can, we'll even force God's hand into idol worship. <laughs> God, this thing looks like you, so come in it. God, this is you, so come in it. God, bless this thing. He said, no, this is your idol. I can't bless that. No, no, no. But with God, all things are possible. Peter answered him. Peter again, the rock. We have left everything to follow you. Yes. What then will there be for us? Good. Jesus said to them. Yeah. Truly I tell you. Yes. At the renewal of all things. Yes. When the son of man sits on his glorious throne. We're back to sitting again. You who have followed me will also sit on 12 thrones. Oh God. He said that. He said you who have followed me, you will also sit on 12 thrones. In other words, you will sit in his glory. So that same sitting that he was doing with you, you're actually never supposed to leave the place of sitting. Because it was a typology of where you are going. It was going to be the glory you will exhibit. You are going to be sitting on thrones. So when he sits on you, Nike, and says, don't worry about you doing all these songs. It's fine. Just sit here. Receive my word. Build in this word. Grow in it. He wants to put you in thrones where you are seated in glory. Oh, God. He wants, to, he wants you to be the judge of all of Israel. He wants you to be the judge of this world. He wants you to... to, to oh, God. He wants to put his weight all over you. He wants you to be the ones that he will look at. Not just look at. He wants to be the ones that in you he will reveal his glory with. So you're probably thinking, but they're doing this. They're out here. This one's making the next track record. He says that I want you to govern those people. You will be the judge over their life. The whiskey that you once worked with. You know that don't mean nothing. I look back at it now. I'm thinking that was even a waste of your time. Because actually what God wants you to do is to judge those people. And not condemn them judging. No, but with a loving heart. He wants you to teach them the ways of the Lord. He wants them to show. He wants you to show them the things that you've been introduced to which is through God all things are possible keep reading please ma 
and everyone yeah. who has left houses or brothers I love this. or sisters or father yeah. or mother yeah. or wife mm. or children or fields in for every, my sake. In other, in, other sense, in other terms, left everything. Yes. For my sake. Yes. Will receive a hundred times. This is Jesus speaking here. He said, you've left it for my sake. What was my sake? He's referring back to the message again. He's referring back to the kingdom. He said, if you've left it for my sake, you will receive a hundred times. Yes. As much and will inherit eternal life. You will inherit eternal life. Leave all. Drop the idols. In fact, some, some of you have got the drop the act of the idols because what you're doing you're pretending like i don't have any idol but i can see sister so-and-so's idol no sis you've got an idol like i said the other day it doesn't matter if i put where no let me not say it like that if i wear all the makeup in the world and another sister looks at that and she's condemning me or condemning somebody let me not use me because i wear makeup sometimes if somebody is wearing makeup and another sister that has her own insecurities because she's looked at her and she's jealous of her. That's what it is most times. Let me just be honest with you. You've looked at somebody else and you've jealous the look. Or even if you've not jealous it, you're just, you're just thinking, how is that possible? How can I try and... Mm. You've put your insecurity, your envy on them and you've made your idol their idol. Like I said, some people don't wear makeup. But their idol is in not wearing the makeup. Because they're trying to prove to man that look at me. I'm not like them that wear makeup. It's still an idol. It's still the same thing. And if it's not the makeup that is your idol, you still got fear in your heart. You still got lust and envy in your heart. You still got jealousy in your heart. You still got unforgiveness there. You've made those idols. So the scarecrow doesn't have to stay in the cucumba field. The scarecrow is actually living in you. You've given him residence in your heart. You've given him room to stay there looking like a masquerade. Do you know, do you know there's no power in darkness? When I was a little child and I used to run to the toilet and it was, I used to think there was a monster that would come from the darkness. No. Guess what? I was exposed to that fear because somebody told me that in darkness, evil lurks. But for all these years that I'm now 30, or going to be 30 in a couple of days, sure. <laughs> no monsters ever come out of the dark. No monster. You know, even as believers, we can idolize darkness as well. We can look at, you say, yeah, that darkness. And let me explain that to you a bit better. You can idolize darkness so much that you've given it its own power. Sometimes you've given Satan more power than he deserves. You have. You give him more power than he deserves or more power than he actually has rights to. He doesn't have any power until you give it to him. So stop doing that. How do you stop doing that? By plugging, leaving everything, leave house, brother, sister, father, mother, fields, this, that, leave everything and inherit eternal life. Have you finished it? Finish reading it and jump to Haggai chapter 2. But many who are first will be last. Yes. And many who are last will be first. Haggai chapter 2, let's close with that. 
Let's start with verse 6, I believe. <clears throat> so important. In fact, before you jump to Haggai chapter 2, let's quickly go back to Malachi chapter 3 so that you guys understand where I'm coming from today. He will sit as a refiner's finer and purifier of silver and gold. Sorry, silver. He will purify the Levites and refine them like gold and silver. Then the Lord will have men who he will bring offering in righteousness. And the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be acceptable to the Lord in the days gone and by, as in the former years. Agai chapter 2 now. This is what the Lord Almighty says. Yes. In a little while. In a little while. I will once more shake the heavens will, and the earth. I will once more shake the heavens and the earth. You remember the once more. The re-emphasis of two is the fact that the matter, the matter has been settled in the heart of God. You remember this, yes? When uh, uh, Pharaoh had his dream and he saw the cow eating the bigger cow, then he saw the grain swallowing the other grain. The, Joseph said, the reason why you saw it in these two forms is because the matter has been confirmly settled in the hearts of God and he's going to do it in his time. Yeah. He said, in a little while, I will once more shake the heavens and the earth. I told you, the shaking are for two things. The shaking, number one, is for that God can remove some things. What God wants to remove in your house, in my father's house, there are many mansions. What he wants to do is remove some idols in your life. Check your phone and begin to shake this phone. Remove some idols. And I'm talking to you. Yes, you. Yes, you. Be bold enough to do it. Trust God to see what will happen when you can remove some things from your life. Trust God to see what he can do when you can remove. In fact, even when you remove, what you should do is present it to God. Put it on the altar. Put it there as a burnt sacrifice. And see what God will do for you. So when he shakes, he removes. But not only does he remove, he checks to see if this is a fortified ground. He checks to see if this house is useful or if this person, this life can be used in the time to come. Keep going. The sea and the dry land. I think I've gone off, isn't it? Everything, <laughs> the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Now, on this earth, have you got that scripture? Go on. Psalms 24. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. Um, verse... Uh, got it? The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Yes. The world and all who live in it. And all who live in it. For he founded it on the seas. Yes. And established it on the waters. Can I tell you something here, please? If the earth is the Lord and the fullness and the fullness thereof belongs to him and his people, what he's done now, he's put us here as custodians of this earth. Do you understand that? We're custodians. Remember I taught you some while back, in the beginning, Adam was the legitimate custodian, but then he rightfully handed over those deeds to Satan. But what God has done, he's reinstated us back on the earth as custodians over the earth. Do you understand this? And so if he's done that, his job now is to expect us to become those that tame the earth, those that subdue the earth, those that fill and replenish the earth. 
So the latter house is actually the house of Adam. Oh God, it's the house of Adam, but in his new glory, so to speak, in the Christ form. Because I told you the other day that Adam was still limited in his own ability. He was only a living being. But then the Christ came, okay, Adam was only able to name the lion, tigers, and bears, but he didn't create them. But the second Adam that came, which came as the life-giving spirit, was able to give life to death. Do you understand this? So you and your own cool now, you're cool to be tamers. So if someone calls something an idol, you rename it and you call that as a servant. That's your job now. That's what a tamer does. You take full control over it. You put it back to its original order. So what you are supposed to do, what the idols came to destabilize, you're now putting back into, you're now putting things back into God's order or you're putting God's order back into place. So what he needs you to do is do a cleanup. He wants you to do a cleanup of the earth. So when he shakes, there's going to be drops everywhere. There's going to be mess everywhere. You're going to clean some things up, put them back on its right shelf. So people took things off the shelf and made them gods. You try to give them life. God says, put that back on the shelf. And you are, the, are supposed to be the gods here on earth. Can you be tamers this afternoon, guys? Are you able to now start defining things the way they're supposed to be? Fendi is not supposed to be a god. Gucci is not supposed to God be a God. You're not supposed to wear them. No. They're not supposed to wear you. You're supposed to wear them. So put them back in their rightful positions. That relationship that you keep running back to. New or old. Put it back. That's not your business for now. Because God actually called you to that person to save them. But you're killing them. You're causing an idol out of something that God said you were supposed to bless. And he says, all the nation will be blessed because of you. They will be empowered to prosper. You will prosper more when you find your purpose. Can I tell you guys, listen to me. Never again will you celebrate days like women independence, men independence, this independence. There are only two significant days in a man's life. Can I tell you please? It is the day of your birth, number one. And the day that you find purpose. You need to write that down somewhere. There are only two important days in a man's life. It is the day that you are born. And it is the day of your purpose. Do you know those two days? <laughs> was the day that we saw Adam. And then the purpose day was the day we found Christ. Those were the two most important days in history. If you find other days to celebrate, you've made an idol. Even your birthdays, you begin to idolize them. Once you find the day of your purpose, do you know every day is a celebration? I think Nicki Minaj was right. What did she say to us? It's a celebration every time we link up. Yeah, you like that, Naila, I know. And Melly's doing brat brat back home. I know. I know it. And then Cassie's doing. There are only two significant days in your life. So you better refine it to remember the day that you found purpose. Because in the whole 33 years, I didn't see Jesus celebrate his birthday. I didn't see it. And you're thinking, aha, huh, praise God. I think his birthday is coming up. We don't have to celebrate. You don't. That's the truth. I'm begging you. You don't. You don't. Believe me. You don't. Some people are looking, saying, does she mean it? I mean it, guys. Sincerely, I mean it. 
sincerely, truly, truly, I mean it. Anna, Anna, listen to me because I know Hannah. I mean it. Mother's Day, idols. Birthdays, idols. Graduation, idols. How come she didn't uh, celebrate the day that you were born again? Many of you don't even remember that day. That day was your purpose day. How come you don't do a celebration for that day? But you remember your graduation ceremony. You remember your anniversary. I'm seeing people doing saree, soiree for anniversary. Valentine's Day, I see you, idol. Some of you kill yourself on the lead up to that day. I've got to make it right. <laughs> I've got to show the world that I love my babe. And then the next week, you're not even together again. It's idols. Idols are set up to destroy you. Do you not know that? Celebrate your purpose day. Even your birthday, it was only a celebration for your parents, not even for you. Say that I've born a child of purpose. Celebrate your purpose day. How do I close this afternoon, guys? Because I think I've shared a lot. And I hope you've taken a lot from today. I told you these are talks. These are preachings and teachings and things that will allow you to prepare yourself for this next move. There is a great wealth, guys. And the wealth isn't money. The wealth for you, for some of you, is your knowledge. For Joseph, before he could even see finance, it was first, what is the dream? What is the interpretation? In fact, it's not even your dream that matters anymore. It's God is asking, can you interpret? Do you know what I'm saying here? Can you hear me? That's what made Daniel so uh, financially stable as well. The Bible never spoke about any of, of Daniel's riches, but you would have known that he would have been rich in that time. If you can interpret anything, everyone's running to you from your, for their money or running to you with their money and resources. So if you can interpret soul snatchers, if you can have word or knowledge on some people, I'm telling you, you'll be very rich. I'm telling you, you can just read somebody's life and you can sit there and tell them, this is what it is. Um, they will give you all. Can I tell you how I know that? In John chapter 4, there was a woman by the well. And God began to download this whole woman's life and tell her, I know this, I know that. What did she do? She went there and got the whole of the city. And if she's bringing the whole of the city, they're bringing their money too. You soul snatchers, you better ask for the word of knowledge. For the spirit of in, in, in interpretation. That's your way your wealth will come from, you know. You know what Jesus did that day? He said, tired from his journey, he sat. <laughs> so he was waiting. He said, I'm not in a rush. Let me sit here and wait because I know this woman is coming. And you know what they said? The disciples went to go and find food. He said, hey, I've got a kind of food that you don't even know about. This woman has fed me today. With all these people that have now been one for me, I've been fed. So even disciples, they were still lacking in their understanding of wealth, riches, and food. May the Lord begin to define to you what true riches are, what true wealth is, so you don't start seeking for worldly things and trying to equate them with God things. You cannot do that. The Bible says if you exchange your wealth here on earth, he will give you the wealth of the heavens. My prayer for you this afternoon is that the download of the wealth of the heavens will be given to you. The idols designed to destroy God's order. 
they will have no power. Not that they will have no power, they have no power. Because the men designed to build God's order are here and established. Can somebody just worship God for two minutes so that I can close tonight, this afternoon? Yes, Lord Jesus. Is the glory forever Yes, Lord Jesus. what I want you to begin to do is do a deep excavation of yourself or a deep evaluation of yourselves and I want you to begin to look at the things that you've begun to idolize in your life and for some of you you may not be able to bring it to the forefront but you remember when we started the topic of foundations we started speaking about excavation and the kind of materials that are underneath the ground you get different layers and different kind of soils and different types I want you to bring them up because some of the idols that you have are so buried deep that if you don't excavate, we can sing and talk like this today. Tomorrow, they will come knocking on your door and say, hey, I'm still here. The spirit of Achan will still be there. The idol of Achan, or A in fact, the, the Bible calls it Achan's sin, <laughs> which was an idol, will still be there. So some of you, are, you can preach beautifully, sing amazingly but Achan's idol is still there and God says I can't lead you to victory with that idol I can't give you the wealth of the nations with that idol still there you've got to get it out you've got to get it out and for some of you you may just come to your leaders and say hey Masa this is what I've been dealing with and I've been holding it for so long I've been holding it I was ashamed. I was embarrassed. And you know God is so good. He's so merciful. He would never hold those things against you. Back then, maybe. But now, if we come to him, in fact, he's given us the ability to come boldly to the throne of grace. If we can come and present our sins, even as an offering to him, he will exchange it for his righteousness, you know. Don't hold on to the guilt, the shame, the condemnation. But present your death, your sin, so that you can become one. You can become in union back with him. That's what he's looking for. That's what he wants to do. He wants to be one with his bride. Right now, the bride is cheating. She's got many side men. Many side men in the form of idols. She's adorned herself with all manner of things that he no longer recognizes the bride. He's looking and saying, I want to marry. 
So the book of Songs of Solomon was actually trying to teach us about the man that's looking for his bride. When he was knocking on the door and the lover wouldn't let him in, she was busy caught up in her idols. And the time that she wants to now get married, it's almost like it's too late, like the five foolish virgins. You want to be great in your fields, from media, to welfare, to housing, to this, to that. God says, I want you to be great. I need you, in fact, to be great because that will be proof that I am God. But I can't prove me being God if those idols are still there. And once he does that, once you've fully been excavated, what he then does, he fills you with his mind. That same mind that has the power to create is what he will fill you with. So that's an instruction for you. In your private time, in your quiet time, and everybody must pay attention to do this. Go and look at your idols. For some of you, it's that house has become an idol for you. That car has become an idol for you. That lifestyle has become an idol for you. That image has become an idol for you. I want to look this way. I want to be portrayed this way. I want people to see me in this kind of light. It's become your idol. God says, hand it over to me today. Let me give you the true image. And that is to be the sun. As we close this afternoon, I want us to spend two more minutes in prayer. And for some of you, you're just going to present your idols to God now. And you're even going to present the idols of the nations to God. So it may not, you may even feel like, oh, well, I don't have one. Okay, maybe you're, you're, you're better than me then. I know my issues you present the idols of the world Lord the systems I'm presenting them back to you because they become idols for two minutes I want you to pray and for some of you I want you to be true to yourself I want you to be honest with yourself I want you to be real with you you can fool me but you can't fool yourself and you can't fool God two minutes I want you to speak to him let him know Lord these are my own sins and today Lord I'm presenting them back to you not presenting them back to you you've already taken them on the cross I took my burden when I said I was going to become your disciple and I gave it to you in exchange because you said to me, Lord, that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Imagine when he sat on the house of Levites. Imagine an egg being sat, sat on. And how the mother hen will make sure that that chick is properly incubated and sat on for its time to hatch right. Do you know if the mother ever gets off of that hen before it's time contamination she will not get back on that egg she will not sit on it again <laughs> tonight oh lord or this afternoon lord we're presenting our sins the things that we've idolized before you and we're saying that lord you are our one and truly own god you are our all in all you are the lover of our souls 
Lord, we don't want anyone but you. If your relationship with your husband, your daughter, even your children, check that you haven't made that an idol as well. Your desire to want to marry, is that an idol? Can I be very blatant with you guys? You already know my position on marriage. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. So what? That is my God's honest truth. And if anybody wants to come against me with it, try me. Check me. Check me. Because if I want it to happen, trust me, I can do it tomorrow. You know me. It's not that hard to be a bad bee in this age. It's not that hard. <laughs> Ancient of days. As old as you are, as old as you are, you will never change. Ancient of days, as old as you are, as old as you are, you. You know what that song was actually saying? It was saying, God will never change his standards to conform to yours. Because I think many times you think that God will change it. It was like that then. No, no, no. He's not going to change his standard to conform to what you think is right. No. He will never change. He will never change his standards. Find this one last scripture. Ask the ancient paths which way to go. Because we started this word with the way. I think Pastor Toby started it with the way. And we looked at John 14 that says that I am the way. So if you're looking for the way, look for I am. <laughs> uh, you ready? Jeremiah 29, I think. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 6. Let's read it. Very quickly, please, ma'am. Jeremiah 6, 16. Yeah. This is what the Lord says. This is what the Lord says. Stand, Stand at the crossroads. And look. And look. Ask for the ancient path. Yes. Ask where the good way is. Yeah. And walk in it. Yeah, okay. Let's stop there. He says, this is what the Lord says. Number one, stand at the crossroad. Then look. And then finally ask. Ask. He says, ask for the ancient path. Ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls but you said we will not walk in it now when you when we spoke about the cross the other day the cross also signifies ways you know that right because it's rock the cross but he's saying when you ask the asian path who is the asian path in this situation it is the i am that i am so if you're looking for the way to go now ask i am and he will show you the way He's never changed. He's consistent. He is the same yesterday, today, and will be forevermore. Now, I believe God has found his men. God is fortifying and readying his men for this next age. Because, you know, as much as I say that we're not in a rush, and we shouldn't be, but God has still got his plans. And this is warfare, remember? Avoid the small battles. Let the idols win the small battles. You've got big wars to win. That's what God is preparing you for. Don't let anybody take you down. Don't even let people define what your idol should look like. 
Don't let people tell you how this and this shouldn't work. Yes, we should point them out and get you aware of what they may be. Absolutely, they must. Even for me, I'm listening to the word and I said, listen, makeup is not my thing. It's not. I don't have to wear it. I wear it as a choice. And I don't want to have to prove it by not wearing it. But if I will, I don't have to. Am I wearing it now? No. When you guys see me in the house, do I, I think it's only Sunday that I put that stuff on. Even then, I'm very reluctant. I'm thinking this thing is long shy. But because they may call me on camera and then the blemishes, there was one day I came on and someone said, Ma, this, your face is bad. Looking dry and let me just put the makeup on soon. Well, God is really working on you, and He's working on you because He loves you. So, as He's been patient with you, trust Him, believe in Him, 